the meme. Chase that dream, not the meme. Chase that dream, not the meme. Welcome to Dreams Not Memes Podcast. Hi everyone, this is another episode of Dreams Not Memes. I'm here today with my friend Aaron from Noble Daughter, which is a band from New Brunswick, Canada. Today we're going to talk to Aaron about his journey. How's it going? Very good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Good. So can you tell me about how the band started? Well, the band started as a project which uh, uh, Colin, who's the lead singer, and myself, we've been friends for... 20 years or so, 20 plus years. And we've always wanted to get something going. And Colin, like a lot of people, traveled uh, to Western Canada. He traveled to um, Alberta to uh, pursue work out that way. And when he came back, uh, say five or so years ago, we decided that we were going to uh, try to put something together and just started and through a few changes um we're here today gotcha i hear that what's it like being in a band in new brunswick well it's not the first band i've been in in new brunswick um it depends a lot of it kind of depends on the genre of music that you're into and sort of the band's level of maturity has something to do with it as well. <clears throat> but it kind of depends on the scene that you're into. So um, I guess uh, if you're in a band that's in like, well, right now, there's not much of a scene at all. Right? Sure, Where sure, it's, sure. you know, like we were, it, we were, it's 2020 and there, it's hard to get people together. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, as far as once upon a time you would have had, <clears throat> which I was involved in, was the punk scene. And it was, you know, in the late, uh, mid to late 90s, it was really healthy here. So anybody could start a band and get shows. Um, now it's, there's no shows because people aren't allowed to get together. So uh it's it's a little tougher in that respect but um there's still what i see is sort of a growing um more inclusive music scene Mm -hmm. which is uh which is more conducive to the type of stuff that we play gotcha and what type of sound would you describe your band yeah that's kind of the question of the day we uh we've been described as uh alternative um stoner rock uh grunge and all of that is sort of in there like it's it's all in our music and it it's actually uh it's actually a parallel to what sort of the band is into and our individual you know, likes and dislikes as far as music goes or as what our individual favorite music is. So it's, it's reflective of that. Gotcha. Gotcha. <clears throat> and what do you yep. play? What, what do you play in the band? Uh, myself, I play the drums. 
I hear that. I hear that. And have yeah. you been drumming in bands since you started, like playing music? No, actually, in the beginning, I was a singer. Uh, so, uh, and I played uh, when I was in high school. I played a little bit of drums in a, in uh, a couple of bands, and then I sort of dropped the drums and started singing. Started being the front man, and then as I guess as time went on, uh, <clears throat> I took a break from music altogether, pursuing a career, you know, family life and all that sort of thing. And now coming back when we've decided to pick this up and start it, I've picked up the drums again. Okay. Okay. Let's learn more about your story and take a quick break.
message. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Dreams.Memes. Please make sure to follow Dreams.Memes podcast on your preferred streaming channel or on Instagram at Dreams.Memes podcast. To support Dreams.Memes podcast, feel free to contact me at adaywithoutlove at gmail.com for advertising or sponsorship opportunities. Now, let's get back to the show. You have just listened to Baby Hawk, track eight from Noble Daughter's self-titled debut record. So definitely check that out. Links uh, to their social media are in the description of the podcast. So we're back. So Aaron, I've heard a lot about, you know, New Brunswick's music scene from other, you know, guests that I've had on this podcast. Can you tell me a little bit about what the New Brunswick music scene is like for you? It is, especially in, uh, especially in this city, we have, a, 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 the city of Fredericton is very much a, a university town. We have the university, like the main, um, uh, the main uh, university of New Brunswick here. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of that youthful age group and youthful energy. So when we play shows, uh, we get a lot of that. It's a really high energy show. The crowds hop and it's, it's a lot of fun. And also New Brunswick actually has a pretty good culture as far as its musical, uh, as far as a musical culture goes. So we host the, um, uh, the Fredericton hosts the Harvest Jazz and Blues Festival. Um, usually around mid-September, which attracts people from all over the world. And uh, so there's a, it's, it's actually a very healthy and a very fun place. And New Brunswickers know how to party. So <laughs> when the, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's the kind of town where if you, where when people show up for a party, they're ready to have fun. And they're and nobody and it's uh, everybody's ready to let loose. So it's a good time, and it's a good crowd to play for. We love it. I could vibe with it. I could definitely vibe with that. So, what are some things that your band has been working on in this year, if you have been able to like you know get together? Well, our album was the first. It was uh, kind of the main thing that we worked on this year. It's self-titled, Noble Daughter, nine songs. Um, what we've done in we what we've done in the past so we kind of went through this <clears throat> we went through a period where what we did was mostly jam and write and uh then we got to the point where we decided okay it's time to start playing some shows so we started practicing in order to play live we played some shows and we played some uh we played some you know, private parties, or there's also a place in town, it's called the dungeon, where basically it's just a lot of all the musicians from the area get together, and we play for each other. Mm. So uh, we've done a, a couple of those, that's a lot of fun. And uh, then, and we kind of graduated from that and decided, well, it's time to, it's time to put something down and have something what we really wanted was something tangible something we could hold and uh something that we could uh you know make our mark with and 
So we decided that we were going to record an album this year, which was not, you know, necessarily ideal as far as timing is concerned, but we were able to, you know, forge ahead and put it together and make the time and, uh, and lay the album down. So, um, most of our time recently has been put into uh, practicing and getting ready to record and recording. Gotcha. And was this self-recorded? Like, did you guys as the band record it yourselves or did you work with a studio? Uh, we worked with uh, a studio. Um, it's a, a Good Karma. Good Karma. Uh, Good Karma Studio. And uh, a guy there named James Morrison, who's really great on board with us. And uh, we went, so what we did was practiced uh, when we did, when we had our practice, we would practice as if we were recording. Um, And the way we did that was uh, we would play the songs and we knew ahead of time that we wanted to do most of the album live, uh, which means that we wanted to record the music together, uh, all as a band playing the song from beginning to end. So we ended up doing that for seven out of the nine songs on the album. And so what we would do is we would practice. And if we got if any one of us got to uh, something happened with any one of us where we messed up a note or messed up a, a bar or something then we would say stop and then we would start again until we were able to play the song from beginning to end and like satisfactorily where we would say yeah we would put that down on an album mm. and uh so once we were comfortable with that we started our recording time, started booking our time in the studio. That's like the traditional and in my opinion, the right way to do it. Uh, I Mm -hmm. know a lot of bands have done that with analog recording, but in some ways the luxury of digital doesn't like, you don't have to do that when you're recording digital because you just keep doing it again at the best take. Did you guys record it analog as well, like to tape or did you just record it digitally? No, it was entirely digital gotcha um when we we actually when we jam so the way that we come up with songs is we will jam and somebody will somebody will say oh i i like that or most of the time we'll agree we'll we'll finish like a 10 minute jam or whatever and go i think we had something there and then what we'll do is we're recording all the time and we record on a 24 uh, track. We have a tra- 24 track mixer. We record onto uh, uh, a mixing uh, program on a laptop. And then generally I'll take it home and listen through and cut it up and kind of cut out the stuff that's uh, not, that's, that I know that we're not going to use. Then I'll post it. And we, everybody has a listen and goes, yes, no, yes, we want to use this. And then we'll collect that stuff and then we practice separately and then we all bring it back to practice time together. I could dig it. And, and that sounds very collaborative too, especially since you're taking each part and going from there. 
What was it like to release your album in 2020? And what has the promotion process been like? So when, uh, so we distributed through, uh, or, or we, we distributed through DistroKid. And uh, so what DistroKid does is they distribute our music to everyone from Apple to Spotify, Bandcamp, and all the way down the line. So anywhere that digital music and digital downloads are available, you can find our album. Okay, gotcha. I hear that. And moving forward, what are some things that you would like to do with your band? Well, the next step is now that we've done the album, we're going to go back to, we want to go back and, and write hard. Like uh, we're going to go back to our, um, uh, we're going to get back to our uh, uh, creative roots and start jamming a lot, picking out those songs that we like and working on them and adding to them. And like you said, it's a collaborative thing. So I'll, take it home and play it until I'm happy with it. And then I'll add, um, add little things to it until I'm happy with the way it sounds. And so will everybody else. And then we all bring that back and make it fit. Um, but that's, yeah. Next step is to come up with, uh, next step is new material. And you know, as your band progresses, is your goal to stay local or will you play in different areas in Canada? Yeah, no, local is, local is very important to us. This is home. So uh, like we love our fan base here, but expanding is also very important to us. Uh, I mean, we all have, um, we're all, uh, we're not young kids, like we're all adults. And uh, so we all have, full-time jobs except for one actually we have one really young band member which is travis our lead guitar our our guitarist but uh so uh but but local local is very important to us it's it's home but if we were to be able to make a career out of this then we are definitely looking to expand canada and we've also got you know some of us have done some uh, pretty substantial travel so we're looking to spread it as far and wide as we can i hear that i definitely hear that i'm like as an artist mm-hmm. you know you've definitely had some years of being in different bands and things like that mm-hmm. what makes being in this band different from your past experiences i think for one thing it's a level of maturity and it's noble daughter is a true team effort and there's we don't have egos don't get in the way for instance so it's not one person one person wanting all the attention and not getting enough um it's not somebody it's not about somebody feeling like they're being left out of the mix and when we so for instance when we did the album we went in circles over and over and over until we all said everybody was happy with it and nothing went out until each band member was happy with the results and 
that's how we write as well. So we'll do a song and then we, like I said, we take it home, we all add to it and then we come back and we collaborate on it and we have a lot of fun. But in the end, when that song is not done until everybody says, yeah, I'm happy with the way that sounds. And that's different because most of the time, other bands that I've been in, somebody's getting dragged. Yeah. You know, or somebody isn't really as into it as everybody else is. And they're just sticking around for whatever reason, because they like being in a band or, or whatever. But, you know, Noble Daughter is truly like we're all equals and we're all, all part of the same team and uh, we're all going in the same direction. I feel that. I definitely feel that. And I mean, I definitely think like teamwork dynamics is such mm-hmm. a hard part of being in a band. And I like yeah. that you said like someone's always getting dragged and like as a drummer, can you share some times that you felt that you've been dragged like and how you got out of it? Well, I've never felt like I've been dragged. Oh, okay, well, there we go. <laughs> there's, there's, there might have been somebody else in the band that was being dragged along, but it was, it was, uh, it was never me. Um, I have always been, you know, and it's not that I, you know, it's not that I'm the like a, I consider myself to be a, a fantastic drummer or anything, but I have, I do think that I have a really good. Um, philosophy about what it is to play in a team. So I played um, like uh, part of that is in my career, I've been in management uh, for a long time. And I've also uh, played some team sports. Like I played hockey for a long time and until this last couple of years, because they've had to shut it down because of COVID. But I have, I've often said that I think in, you know, school, as especially young kids, I think team sports are incredibly important because it gives you a real, like, a real-time idea of what it means to be in a team. So somebody passes, somebody, not somebody passes, but say, you're open and you're ready to score, but somebody else wants that goal, so they don't pass you the ball, and then because they want the goal. And you might be in a better position to get that goal than they are, but because they want that goal so badly, they don't pass it to you, then you miss, and everybody loses. And that's like a real-time, you know, real. Uh, that's a like a real-time idea of what the – uh, what the ramifications are of either being a good team player or not. And a band is no different. I love that you like said like one person, you know, misses and everyone loses. Mm-hmm. I think that's like, that's almost the definition of what it means to be a drummer. Like, have you ever heard of the statement? Uh, a band is only as good as its drummer. Yeah, of course. Yeah, or its rhythm section. Yeah, like Tom Petty. Tom Petty was famous for that, right? He said, yeah. you know, it was all about he he he, uh, he gave a lot of credence to his success on it. He said, you know, you bands absolutely got to have a good rhythm section. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, moving forward 
in the music community on a global level, mm-hmm. it's absolutely uncertain. We don't know what's coming next. Like there's yeah. word of a vaccine, some people are taking it and things like that. What are some things you look forward to doing when this pandemic is over? Oh my God, man, I can't play, wait to play live again. Cannot wait to play live again. Um, the, the, one of the effects of COVID has been that there's still some live music, but it's very, very limited. So the bands right now, it's very stifling because the bands right now that get to play live are sort of the ones that are tried and true and have been around for a long time and are sort of guaranteed to put, uh, you know, put people in the seats. So for somebody, you know, for a band that's up and coming and, and, and trying to break through, live music is a huge part of that. And it just simply does not come through in a, a, a digital situation or, or a sort of a digital environment. It is not the same. You don't have, you know, the people and the smells and the sweat and the, you know, and the, the, the crowds and the feeling of everybody being there at the same time for the same reason. You don't have that. And there's not that sort of charge and that momentum. And it's a shame because it makes it so much harder. So, you know, there's a few live shows happening, but you've got one third of the people at the shows and less than one third of the bands playing them. It makes it really difficult. So yeah, to answer that question, I cannot wait until things open up again so that we can get out there and play in front of people. I like that you shared that because I talked to someone who's been in like the music industry from a non-performance side Mm -hmm. and and she stated, you know, at, at the end of the day, we're all just waiting for shows to continue. Because yeah. like albums can roll out digitally, people can make new social media campaigns, but the the thing that really ties it all together is the shows. Because like you yeah. can make the best recording ever, but that does not defeat the experience of feeling that recording or that. Performance. No, no, absolutely not. And how many times have I been to, you know, like I told you when I was, you know, back in, uh, you know back in my high school and like uh, university days, how many times have I been to a show where I sort of knew a band, you know, Mm -hmm. I sort of liked them and I thought they were, you know, I thought they were okay. And I listened to them maybe because my friends were listening to them all the time or whatever. And I get there and I see the show and I'm absolutely blown away. And there's something about the spirit of their live performance that is familiar to you so that when you listen to the there, when you listen to the recording, then it kind of brings some of that back, but there is nothing like live performance. And I really think that that is one of the, I mean, in my position anyway, right? For my perspective, it's one of the greatest detriments just in lifestyle, like to be able to go out and see a live performance, see a live band or any kind of live entertainment, you know, plays or, or, or whatever it is that 
those things are all severely hampered by this and I cannot wait for it to be over. I completely agree. I mean, like, there's something about starting your Monday and talking to your peers, colleagues, students, coworkers, mm-hmm. asking them, what did you do this weekend? And one person saw a play, another person right. went to a concert, another person went right. to a concert, but a different concert. Right. And those experiences of live entertainment making life feel more fulfilling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know it's a that's it's a, it's an experience like no other, uh, and uh, I, yeah, I just think it's a real shame that that uh, that it's it's cut back so far because the the people the the bands or the performers that are suffering the most are the ones that are trying to get on stage for the first, second, third, or fourth time. They're not going to get there. Yeah. They're just not going to get there. You know, it's, you've got to have, uh, you've got to have uh, some kind of a history, um, and you know, some kind of a, an established history of success. You know, these these opening acts, it's just not happening for them. Uh, yeah, it's a shame. It's it's definitely going to be an overflow when things get mm-hmm. back. Like I think for bookers. They think their inboxes were bad then. They might have to get like, <laughs> I, I don't want to know what their inbox is going to look like now. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. When it finally opens back up, it's just going to be a deluge. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah. And I also wonder about um, so when COVID, uh, so when the whole thing started with uh, when all of the like self-isolation and, and, uh, and uh, all of the pandemic measures started, there were a lot of shows. Like for instance, my partner was going to go see um, rage against the machine in mm-hmm. Chicago. And the concert was postponed. So all of those tickets are in waiting. Yep. Right. So imagine because it's a reunion tour. So imagine all of those people that were going to go to those shows and they bought plane tickets and they made plans and they booked hotels and so on and so forth. And all of that, you know, all of that is on hold. So what happens with that? Like, how do they hold true to their, um, to their commitments? How does that happen? There's, there's so much. In it. And just when you start thinking, when you think about it, it's, is it's as deep as you care to think about it. So it'll be interesting to see how it all comes out in the wash. No, I, I like that you brought up, um, you know, that because my friend was also supposed to see Rage. Oh, I yeah. It was Rage that was supposed to come this year. Incubus had a reunion tour this year. Mm-hmm. And Deftones had a new album and was going to play some old music as well. Right. And it's just like those are three very, very, very globally influential bands. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, and I also believe My Chemical Romance too also had a tour mm-hmm. that was happened. So just keep that in mind. These are bands that like even local bands say, I'm not gonna play a show the same night as you know, duck turns because no one's gonna show up. <laughs> like, you know, right. that's just this is the honest yeah. truth. Yeah. And yeah the logistics of how things are going to adjust, it's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how it all, but uh, you know, I'm really hopeful that 
you know, I, I'm really hopeful that now that there's there's a vaccine available, I'm thinking 2021 is probably still going to be a wash. It's going to take a long time for everything to for all of that to circulate and for you know the healthcare systems to come back mm-hmm. and uh, like uh, sort of regenerate and get back to normal. Mm-hmm. Right, where everybody's comfortable enough for things to, but 2022 I'm thinking is going to be I think 2022 is going to be a really good year I, I, I really, really hope it is yeah I, I completely agree because uh, I have plans to do a full U.S. Canada and Mexico tour oh yeah and I thought to myself you know I don't think 2021 is the year to do it because like you said probably not it's going to yeah. be too chaotic like will I be able to get to play shows sure but mm-hmm. will things be as accessible? Probably not. <laughs> right. So, right. Exactly. I, I completely agree. I'd like to ask, as someone that's been part of music for an extended time and also as a drummer, drummers see more to music than other people do because you're seeing the guitarist, you're seeing the bassist, you're seeing the stage and, and things like that. But you've also played in different bands. How has punk music shifted for you over the years and what do you think punk is going to look like in the future well the way punk has shifted in recent years is an easier one to answer Mm -hmm. when i was into the scene it was the kind of the thing i loved about punk was the fact that it was you could see a band that you idolized and you might be seeing them in a church basement. Mm. Know what I mean? Yep. I mean, I've seen bands where they show up in a van, in a, in a van and I've helped them unload their gear mm-hmm. and get them set up. And then uh, it, it's like very, very accessible. Very, the, the bands were always very accessible. But then as time you know, as it became more mainstream, you've got like Offspring and uh, Green Day and uh, uh, bands of sort of or that ilk. Mm-hmm. And that's it's further and further away. All of a sudden it's big stage and it's security at the door and it's thousands of people in the crowd as, a ver- as opposed to, you know, a couple of hundred or something. Um, so, and I think, and it's also, and then with digital music available and also when, then, then when you add in, you know, the last couple of years, the pandemic, uh, pandemic, COVID pandemic, it makes it harder and harder to have that sort of personal, um, uh, you know, that personal touch of what punk used to be. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think is part of what has, you know, in New Brunswick anyway, it's really dragged down the scene. Mm -hmm. Those church basement shows are not happening anymore. And, um, You know, it's getting to the point where, you know, in order to see some new creative music and all ages shows, you would have to go to like a really big city center to see it. And even there, it's not happening. So, 
as far as what the future holds for punk rock, I guess in a way I would think that it's probably not getting away from that. Um, It's probably not going anywhere. It's probably not going to take another sharp right hand or left hand turn and go a different way. But I would hope that maybe when this is all over, maybe there will be a resurgence because you think of all of that pent up energy and angst that's been building. And when things finally open up, maybe who knows, maybe we'll have an explosion. Totally. I mean, I don't know about New Brunswick, but like Philadelphia is a punk city Mm -hmm. and a lot of political turmoil has happened on top of the pandemic. Right. And I know when I started playing music like live, I counted and there were 85 houses. Right. Play shows. Yeah. Venues, you know, like I didn't start watching venues until I was like three, three years into like playing music, like regularly because i was sure there's this house i could play there some people would even play multiple houses in one night because they could you know right i'd imagine that resurgence happening not just in philly but in a lot of places where people say you know the venue is still trying to figure it out but we've got the coffee shop we've got the art right and things like that right yeah i really hope so i really hope so and i think uh um a big part of that is, I think a part of that is, is, is the all ages scene, like the, the shows where there's no alcohol served, you know, it's somebody's church basement or somebody's house basement or whatever it is where you can go in there as long as you can, you know, pay the 10 or $15 or whatever it is for the ticket, then you can get in. Um, and I think that's, I, I really think that's really important to to uh i think that's really important to the scene and man i i really hope it comes back agreed agreed and i like that you brought up like all ages spaces because access in my opinion is the most punk thing that you can do for people sure music and access Mm -hmm. like brings people together and it it closes the gaps Yeah. yeah absolutely absolutely uh, this has definitely been a really good conversation on dreams, not memes. I'd like to ask, is there any last minute plugs or shout outs that you like to give? Uh, I guess I'd really like to, uh, you know, just thank everybody for listening for one thing. And thank you for picking us out and, and uh, reaching out to uh, reaching out to chat Um and I hope that uh, everybody like, you know, I, I love everybody to, to uh, check out our album. It's available on Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple. Um, it's a uh, self-titled. The name of the band is Noble Daughter. And uh, give us a listen. Uh, listen to it. Uh, also listen to the whole album. I know there's a, not a lot of album listeners anymore but we actually built that album as an album so we thought about uh, the order of the songs and there is a flow to it so give it a chance what else are you gonna do sitting in your house (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, literally, that's how I found you guys. Like, I, I left you <laughs> sitting in my house. So there you go. Perfect. Yeah, you Perfect. Go. Well, this has definitely been a good episode. Definitely listen to Noel Daughter. And thank you for your time. Thank you. Anytime. Anytime. All right. Take care. Hi, this is Brian from A Day Without Love. Thank you for listening to Dreams Not Memes. I just want you to remember, your dreams matter. If you'd like to support this podcast, email adaywithoutlove at gmail.com for donation information, or follow me for weekly episodes. Thank you for listening and joining my journey. Have a good day.